This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. So, I've devised the following checklist to help you determine if you are a blackmailer's target. Oh, God. Are you ready okay. for this list? Yep. Okay. Lay it on me. Do important people in your life threaten to make your life difficult if you don't do what they want? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to get yes, yeah. no, all of these? Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. All right. <clears throat> Constantly threaten to end the relationship if you don't do what they want? Yes. Always want more, no matter how much you give? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird that this sad book, I keep making like... Like a happy dialect? Well, like, I, I feel bad reading it? <laughs> I don't know. I get humor from pain. <laughs> I'm laughing because it hurts so bad. <laughs> Keep it going. I'm like... Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got a great episode for you guys this week. We are diving into a new book uh, that we have yet to talk about on the show called Emotional Blackmail by Susan Forward, PhD. <laughs> Another real doctor. Yes. We're very... really stepping it up. <laughs> <laughs> very important. I think uh, we've read enough bullshit over the past... <laughs> almost two years now that we're like phds only okay we don't take anybody else's advice anymore no stage names all right no not at all i will be honest this book has been on our shelf since honestly i think since before we started the podcast like this book moved with us from astoria to fidei and i was terrified to crack it open because i knew how much it would just like punch me in the core oh i think everybody feels that way yeah i felt that way about this book yeah i was a little afraid to read it <laughs> yeah i was terrified i was like you know we're just gonna keep that one back there and i read the first paragraph and i was like ah, god damn it <laughs> yeah there's it's like there's no way reading this book there's not someone you think of that you at least know mm-hmm. that does all the tactics in this book at least one of the tactics God, I hope everyone doesn't go through all of them, but yeah, <laughs> uh, at least uh, at least some of them, yeah. Which right. also just blows because it's like, mm-hmm. how manipulative are people? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting point that one part of the book said all relationships do have quote manipulative moments. Okay, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, and it's just like naturally how we communicate because. A lot of times we shy away from being very, very direct and mm-hmm. saying exactly what you need from people. Well, especially women, because if you're too yes. direct, then you're a raging bitch and no one wants to talk to you. And <laughs> that's an issue that we talk about on here all the time. So it's like, okay, if you're not a bitch, then you're manipulative and uh-huh. indirect. It's like, just don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Men like the quiet types and that's why. <laughs> well, there's also all those old school sayings. Uh, like the famous one from my big fat Greek wedding is uh, the man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck mm-hmm. and the neck can turn the head any way she wants. Yeah. Matchmaker Maria also validated this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's almost like it's how we raise women in a way of like, yeah. oh, you got to learn to be manipulative and, and not let them like know what you're doing. 
Yeah, and make him think it's all his idea. Right. Yeah. She's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Which it's like, uh, I've been told that many times of like, you're too direct or like, you're not subtle. And turns out I'm just not being an emotionally blackmail person. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I read this book and I was like, I've been good. I've been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I've been pretty direct with everybody. And sometimes I hurt your feelings, but you know what's up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. I would much rather be direct. Right? It's just, I never want someone coming back to me of like, what did you mean? I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or another saying, the tears dry eventually. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I and I think too, because I've always appreciated the people in my life who have told me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. Right. Because I'm like, okay, well, those are the ones who are really looking out. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the ones who just are kind of manipulative or just like indirect about it. Like, you're just trying to save your own ass right now and not really care about what happens to me in the long run. Right. Or how about this? I've seen people be manipulative to other people, like point blank. Like, I know what's going on behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. And that completely changes how I feel about them. Do you call it out to the person getting manipulated? Uh, Well, it's typically not someone I know or I'm like directly related to okay i'm more just it's like a major red flag to me of like i do not really trust this person oh for sure so i'm like oh i should not trust them with anything if this is what they would do to this person why wouldn't they do something similar to me well exactly yeah so. it's a, this is just talking about character exactly yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> but it's it's truly i don't know i don't want to say it's like shocking but it's i've had that happen with people where like didn't see any of that and then all of a sudden something happened where i just completely you know it's like the wizard of oz of all of a sudden it's like oh actually i see what's behind the curtain not impressed yeah like oh this completely changes everything (laughs) (laughs) you're not a wizard (laughs) right yeah i don't know but that is an interesting question of if you say you have two friends who are in a relationship you're friends Mm. with the, the guy and the girl okay and you feel like one of them is really manipulating the other. Like, do you call that out to the person getting manipulated? If they're coming to you, like, for advice in situations and they just totally have the blinders on, the fog, as the book says, which we'll unpack in a little bit what that is, but mm. do you call it out? Oh, that's very tough. Depending on the situation, I feel like I would say something to one of the people involved. Okay. Like, if it was the person doing the manipulating, Especially if it wasn't if it wasn't from a malicious place, like just a classic, you know, not saying directly what they want mm-hmm. and trying to manipulate the other person or hint at them, I would just be like, "Hey, you should just be straight up. Mm-hmm. Call this out. Just be point blank." Especially because I think in relationships, you know, when it's not a bad essentially manipulated situation, it's usually just like, "Oh, do we want the same things?" And I'm afraid of if I ask for this. Um, then the relationship is going to end. That always mm-hmm. feels like that's the fear. And, I, and I've been in those situations with friends of being like, encouraging them of like, well, wouldn't you rather know that information? Like, you can yeah, keep get dancing out while around you can. it. But <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, uh, especially a lot of my friends now, 30 plus, it's like, all right, we're no longer in the wasting years of our life. <laughs> yeah. Like time frame if you're trying to have kids by a certain age. So yeah, but the other person, I I don't think I would point blank say, that person is manipulating you because love is blind. Right. And I think that would get back to the original person and I don't think they would listen to me. I think I would encourage them of kind of same thing of like, well, what do they want? Mm -hmm. Or how did that, like to therapize them of like, how did that make you feel? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. 
or just being like hmm like yeah that's not okay how they talk to you like that like kind of let them arrive at the solution themselves yeah yeah you gotta (laughs) it's weird it's like they're being manipulated that i'm trying to manipulate them into getting the answer (laughs) right that i'm like i kind of feel like there's a point where you need to be direct yeah but that's it's so hard because like you said they there's a really really good chance that they won't believe you because Mm -hmm. as the book says it the people who are black emotional blackmailers against us tend to be the closest people in our lives and like some of the most important relationships to us so Uh it's like the reason it works is because you have this massive fear that you're going to lose the relationship lose them or also they often have such high positive qualities in your life yeah. And they do do a lot of great things for you mm-hmm. in some way, whether that's, you know, emotionally you're invested or like a friendship where you're like, what? But we've been friends for so long and mm-hmm. they've always been there for me. And so that also is mentioned in the book. It's interesting of being like, hey, we're not saying you necessarily have to end these relationships, but you need to be able to identify when they're doing these tactics, because how you react to it is just going to have them keep basically trying these emotional tactics. Right. Like you're validating them that these things work when you give into it. And so they're just yep. going to come back and do it again. Yep. So I think the most important thing that I have learned from doing this podcast and just like in relationships in general is that they, they change. Every mm-hmm. relationship in your life is going to change and that is absolutely okay. It's yep. healthy that that happens. So like, I think friends is a great example of people hold on to friendships mm-hmm. almost like too long like that kind of sounds shitty to say but it's like okay if this person is no longer a positive influence in your life yep that's okay recognize that that like you might have changed mm-hmm. as human beings and grown apart and that's great like move forward and don't let them manipulate your your next steps because you might be in very very different points in your life yep and if, even if it's not them doing anything negative to your life sometimes it's just not having anything in common anymore yeah and i was gonna say i think that happens a lot for women especially at our ages right now like how many friends do you and i have that are like getting married having babies and, right okay great mm-hmm. example this last weekend i was out till 5 30 in the morning blacked out you know <laughs> i don't think that's an impressive story to my married friends and i you know they have some opinions about yeah. that but it's like okay the ones who try and put pressure on me that that's mm. not what i should be doing i'm like yeah our lives are in very different places and i'm probably not going to tell you those stories i'm gonna say i had a fun birthday <laughs> right yeah that. yeah i got cake <laughs> yeah same of like i don't need all the baby details like yeah. i'm not super interested yet in that (laughs) yeah you can send me the photos i'll i'll give you the emoji reaction yeah i might save it to my phone yeah (laughs) depends how cute it is but you know i might (laughs) yeah (laughs) the best ones (laughs) i know um wait quick question though what do you think you would do if you knew two people in a relationship and that one was blatantly manipulating the other one uh i hope i would call it out um i because I've done this to people, mm. but it's mostly when they already know where I stand on things because I don't usually leave a lot of question marks in that. Yeah. And just Benny, like, taking the moment to say, like, okay, don't you feel like this is pretty manipulative and mm-hmm. you don't deserve this? And, like, even if I've seen it a couple of times, just point back to other mm-hmm. examples of, like, okay, like, let's go back to the books here. Right. And say, like, okay, how did this turn out? And then, but I agree with you, kind of like a, how did this make you feel? Mm-hmm. Because you're clearly not okay with it. And I think that when you help someone arrive at that discovery, then they're able to be like, kind of take more of an outside perspective. Yeah, now that we're older, you know what an easy line I kind of go to is with anyone in a relationship? What? Is just, well, you can't change people. 
And do you want to deal with this the rest of your life? Yeah, and that is a horrifying question. Well, but it's very true. Yeah. Yeah, of like, yeah. oh, they always do this. They always did this. Hmm. Well, most likely, it's never going to stop. Yeah. So, like, you yeah. cool with that? Or am I going to hear you complain about this for however many years? Right. And to I've, come? I've asked friends like a similar question of just because I think, especially for women, the biggest fear in ending something is that you're just going to have to start over, right? Yeah, and so, for anyone, really. Yeah. Um, but what I've said to friends is like, okay, are you in love with this person or are you in love with the concept of a relationship? And like, mm. what do you want for forever? Do you want a relationship? Do you want to be with someone? Because I agree with you, that can happen. Yeah. But do you want to be with this person? Then, mm. yeah, then figure it out. Get, get some solutions. Or are you in love with this timeline? Right, yeah, mm. yeah. Like even more so than just the fact of being alone versus not being alone, a lot of times it's timeline. Right. Because right. we can all be like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter, especially this day and age and kids and da-da-da. And it's like, I just, I turned 30 this year, man. A lot of shit comes at you. Yeah. Suddenly everybody's saying stuff to you that you were like, I was 29 last year and nobody was saying this. <laughs> and just because it's a three in front of it, now everyone's worried. <laughs> like, yeah. now everyone is in a panic. Yeah, I I just turned 29. I'm feeling the heat a little bit. Right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's weird. They really, uh, they turn it up. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not your business. It's, I know. I'm going to start telling people my eggs are dead. <laughs> Yeah, can't have any. So uh, thanks for the reminder. I got tested. They're gone. Yeah. I ran out. How's that for emotional blackmail? I'm going to serve it right back to him. <laughs> Return shot. <laughs> You're like, oh. Um, all right. So before we get to the meat of the book, uh, we are sponsored, everybody. Hell yeah, we are. SunsetLakeCBD.com. Uh, we got a promo code for you for 20% off. It's SGS20. Just type that in their website, buy anything you want. They have literally everything. They dog have, treats. Yeah. Dog treats. You got a you got a dog who's freaked out by all the spooky season shit around town. Yeah. All right. Give him a CBD before your walk. Okay. Yeah. Or before trick-or-treating. Yeah. Definitely before trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. knock him right up. Put yeah. him in the kennel, actually. Give him double. <laughs> yeah. Give him double for trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Going to be a lot of weird stuff happening. Actually, give him some of those weed gummies we got. <laughs> knock yeah. him right out. Right. Uh, what else I got? Lotion. Yeah. Uh, gummies, which we love. They oh, have the amazing. tinctures, little droplets. Mm-hmm. Our favorite. Melatonin. Melatonin, also oh included. God. Yeah. That's a two-for-one special, man. It really is. If you're already buying melatonin and you have anxiety, why not try the CBD melatonin? You will sleep better than you ever have in your life. I yes. promise you. Yeah, and it comes right from the farm. So their prices are already lower than average. So mm-hmm. check out sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our promo code SGS20 for 20% off. And if you want an even better discount... You got to sauce it on over the Patreon, guys. Join the Patreon. I recently talked about my speed dating experience. Yeah. And Molly went on a first date. So yes. and you, you know what I was thinking about this? You went on a series of 10-minute dates, and I had a 10-hour <laughs> date. So really, this show has got range, people. Yeah. Yeah. And that also proves to you, we take advice from our guests, okay? Even yeah. when we don't agree with them, mm-hmm. all right? Speed dating was suggested by the rules lady. And then I was like, it came up on my computer and I said, screw it. I'm going to go try it. Mm-hmm. So I bit the bullet. We actually have inspired other people to try it. So go check it out, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. And you can buy the whole year up front, get 10% off. Uh, but it's just like buying us a coffee every month. We appreciate it. It keeps the show running. And we love coffee. Yeah. I have a bad caffeine addiction, people. <laughs> I am tired all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. So join the Patreon gang, get involved. And uh, without further ado, we got to get to this emotional blackmail. Let's do it. All right. 
when the people in your life use fear, obligation, and guilt to manipulate you. <laughs> okay. That was so upbeat. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to make it not, not that bad. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Why do certain people leave us thinking, I've lost again. I always give in. I didn't say what I was really feeling. Why can't I ever get my point across? How come I can never stand up for myself? We know we've been had. We know we feel frustrated and resentful, and we know we've given up what we want to please someone else, but we just don't know what to do about it. Why is it that some people are able to emotionally overpower us, leaving us feeling defeated? The people we're coming up against in these can't-win situations are skillful manipulators. They swathe us in comforting in intimacy when they get what they want, but they frequently wind up threatening us in order to get their way or burying us under a load of guilt and self-reproach when they don't. It may seem as though they map out ways to get what they want from us, but often they're not even aware of what they're doing. In fact, many can appear sweet or long-suffering and not threatening at all. Generally, it's one particular person, a partner, a parent, a sibling, a friend, who manipulates us so consistently that we seem to forget everything we know about being effective adults. Though we may be skilled and successful in other parts of our lives, with these people we feel bewildered, powerless. They've got us wrapped around their little fingers. Boom. Boom. I mean, did you must have had stuff come to mind as you were reading that. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah, right? Who doesn't? It's always something. Like, even when you're a kid, parents technically use a little bit of an emotional blackmail to you. Or maybe more manipulation, we could say. That teeters on the line. That yeah. I don't think is a bad thing. Right. It's like that threat of punishment. And I think that's a really great example mm -hmm. of children because as I was thinking that, I was like, yeah, someone definitely popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> OG listeners are going to know. Uh, but they make you feel almost like childlike. Mm -hmm. And it's it's is a little bit of that like punishment and reward of mm -hmm. yeah when you do what they say you are going to get that love and affection and you're going to feel really really valued and like this relationship is as important to them as it is to you yes but when you don't good god all hell breaks loose mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not great yeah or i was even thinking even on like a simple scale of like advice that we give to parents which i do agree with is don't make empty threats yeah like you know, if there's going to be a punishment for something, have it be realistic. Like, like if, if you're going to hit them, hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, that has proven to be effective. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I have friends that got hit and they had really good grades. So <laughs> not saying it comes on it, but uh, you know, depends on what is success to you. You know? <laughs> Is it emotional trash or is it, you know, getting into Harvard? Um, <laughs> I was just going to say something simple of like, uh, like if I went to the mall with my mom and if she said to me like, hey, if you act up, we're going home. Yeah. Like, because there's so many kids that then would throw a tantrum or act up and then their parent wouldn't follow through on that thing. And it's like, all right, well, then they know they can do what they want. Yeah. And it's also like really know the what's a reward for the kid because my mom used to say that and it was like i don't want to be here <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like i will get yelled at in the car but yeah. like i'm not standing in the gap yeah so like we're going home <laughs> all right 
It says, emotional blackmail is a powerful form of manipulation in which people choose to threaten, either directly or indirectly, to punish us if we don't do what they want. At the heart of any kind of blackmail is one basic threat, which can be expressed in many different ways. If you don't behave the way I want you to, you will suffer. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. that's... I have felt that so, so often. Uh, yeah, a lot of like personal things come to mind mm -hmm. uh, with that. But I think the thing that is so interesting about this too is that it's like a need for power mm -hmm. and like power over people. And I think even like in the passage that you read before this, the thing that was so interesting they said is that sometimes they don't even know that they're doing it. And I think that... Yeah so often these people just get almost like i don't just in the habit and this reward of like okay well i've done this before and it worked and i don't think it always starts super super high mm -hmm. scale but i think it starts in small ways and then they like build this power struggle over you mm -hmm. and that's why it becomes so hard to identify because it's like how did we get here yeah it's like building a pain tolerance to yes. something or i mean any type of tolerance mm -hmm. it doesn't start off high it starts right. off real low so so low that you're kind of like eh. like it's just a little bit of a hmm, that was weird right and you kind of brush it off yeah mm. and i think like i've made excuses for people of just like well everyone's allowed to have a bad day and also when it's someone that you do have this really close relationship with, yep. it's like, well, I haven't been perfect to them. Like, mm -hmm. I've definitely been a dick. Like, if we're going to use family as an example. It's, oh, for sure. You know, they see the worst of you. Yep. And, I mean, hopefully the best, too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it gets really, really tricky is then you feel guilty by getting angry with them. Yeah. I don't know. I just, this is fascinating to me. <laughs> Well, to your point, it says emotional blackmailers know how much we value our relationship with them. They know our vulnerabilities. Often they know our deepest secrets. And no matter how much they care about us, when they fear they won't get their way, they use this intimate knowledge to shape the threats that give them the payoff they want, our compliance. Knowing that we want love or approval, our blackmailers threaten to withhold it or take it away altogether to make us feel we must earn it. For example, if you pride yourself on being generous and caring, the blackmailer might label you as selfish or inconsiderate if you don't accede to his wishes. If you value, if you value money and security, the blackmailer might attach conditions to providing them or threaten to take them away. And if you believe the blackmailer, you could fall into a pattern of letting them control your decisions and behavior. Okay, well, I love that because that fear of... Um them like using their power over you what was mm -hmm. the line <clears throat> that line of they know our deepest secrets and essentially mm -hmm. they'll use them against you mm -hmm. like personally i had this happen to me yep. a lot but then also really that's like a catalyst for the show for both of us uh -huh. of we basically just had to take this leap of like okay cool like i'll put the knife to my own neck you push it down because i'm i'm not scared anymore yep and I think for both of us, that was a moment where it was like, yeah, we're just going to take control back and mm -hmm. I'm not going to be emotional blackmailed on these things because we're human beings and we're imperfect. Yeah. And this, for me personally, <clears throat> strikes me more on the friendship level of knowing your deepest secrets because mm -hmm. I think it's partly because my family is a tight knit family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even if I had falling outs with anybody in my family extended, I still have this weird trust that like they wouldn't be like, going out and spreading my secrets to the world however a friend i'm like that's nice yeah What's that but, like? <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom <Molly. laughs> 
I mean, you know, we we're only two years in. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows where this could go? Um, but, but like, I've I've seen that with a friend who is no longer a friend. Mm-hmm. Of I've seen her expel secrets from a past relationship to that person's parents, and that was <sighs> so eye-opening to me. Of mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting close to you about anything ever. Yeah. But the thing is, my life is very public. So I'm like, I feel like I am open about kind of the worst stuff in my life. So yeah. I'm like, I don't really care. Uh, but it was just so jarring to me if I was like, oh, you would 100% do that to me or probably anybody if mm-hmm. you felt we wronged you. It was like a very spiteful thing, you know, yeah. like to try to get what you want. And it's just, I don't know, that that's what really strikes me. And, and I think about like before with herpes, before I was public, it's like, yeah, there was only a few people that knew. Mm-hmm. so I never had any falling outs, but if I did, that would be my number one fear. I'd be like, oh, yeah. they're going to tell all the mutual people we know or whoever because they don't like me anymore and we're not friends anymore. They're going to gossip about me and be like, oh, by the way, yeah, that bitch has herpes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like everybody, like you said, everybody has some type of negative thing that people know about them and you're afraid like, oh, well, if we're not friends anymore or have any type of relationship anymore, they're going to reveal that to everyone. Yeah, and I think... It is interesting that you noticed it, that your friend did this to another person, because Mm -hmm. I think when you get to the point where you can take the blinders off from the person who's emotionally blackmailing you, you're going to find that there's just like bodies behind them um, and that they, they really are not this person that you put on a pedestal and we're like this relationship is one of the most important things mm-hmm. in my life and it's a really 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 hard point to get to and when you do that's when you know you're kind of like over the hill mm-hmm. when you're like yeah there's just carcasses behind them and like i'm not in the wrong that yeah. i'm a victim here it's oh my god it's so good yeah <laughs> but that's also the beauty of aging i feel like i just care less yeah. I'm like, go ahead, talk shit. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, one less person I got to text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like one less person I got to invite to my wedding. <laughs> yeah. My family's fucking you. <laughs> You're saving me money. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Seriously though. Uh, okay. So one thing it talks about is how do people end up in these situations? And it has this thing called the fog that happens. One key reason is that our blackmailers make it nearly impossible to see how they're manipulating us because they lay down a thick fog that obscures their actions. Fog is a way of referring to fear, obligation, and guilt, the tools of the blackmailer's trade. So I've devised the following checklist to help you determine if you are a blackmailer's target. Oh, God. Are you ready okay. for this list? Yep. Okay. Lay it on me. Do important people in your life... Threaten to make your life difficult if you don't do what they want? Yes. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you going to yes, yeah. no, all of these? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, all right. <clears throat> Constantly threaten to end the relationship if you don't do what they want? Yes. Tell you or imply that they will neglect, hurt themselves, or become depressed if you don't do what they want? Yes. Always want more, no matter how much you give? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird that this sad book I keep making, like, like a happy dialect. Well, like I, I feel bad reading it. <laughs> I don't know. I get humor from pain. <laughs> I'm laughing because it hurts so bad. <laughs> Keep it going. I'm like, I'm lightening it up. <laughs> yeah. Do they become depressed if they don't do what you want? You say they'll hurt themselves. <laughs> <laughs> my, my voice. I got my phone voice on. Uh, <clears throat> regularly assume you will give in to them. Yeah. Regularly ignore or discount your feelings and wants. Yes. Make lavish promises that are contingent on your behavior and then rarely keep them? Yeah. 
<laughs> for <It's> sure. A, <laughs> God, this book is fucking heavy. This is the intro, by the way. This isn't even the first official chapter. We're still in the introduction of this book. Um, I'm like, did this author just follow me around? I was like, this is what's happening to you. They, they followed someone around. Just put a GoPro on me. I didn't know. <laughs> um, okay. Consistently label you as selfish, bad, greedy, unfeeling, or uncaring when you don't give in to them. Yep. Shower you with approval when you give in to them and take it away when you don't. Yes. Use money as a weapon to get their way? Yeah. What? Are these all the, this all the same person? For me? Yeah. 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 Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Some of those I thought you'd say no. No. But Absolutely wow. not. Damn, you, you should, you should write a it. sequel. I know, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, Molly, I have some news for you. Uh, if you answered yes to even one of these questions, you are being emotionally blackmailed. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner. I will say when all this was happening, it was the point in my life when a therapist told me he could not help me. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And he was, because I like went through basically that checklist of things that were happening and he was just like, um, yeah, so you can keep coming, but you are going to spend a lot of money and I can't help you. And I was like, well, I've been here twice and I used up all the tears that I have left. Like I was oh, saving man. a couple of them for my wedding day. And I don't think I can cry in public ever again because it was awful. Wow. And I was like, also, like, what kind of business are you running, man? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like, that's like the most ethical therapist I've ever heard of. Or at the same time, it was like, oh, was it someone that was lazy? They were just like, ah, this is going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, I kind of don't know where to start. My <laughs> yeah. head is spinning. Uh, I'm going to need a few weeks yeah. before you come in and make a plan. I just walked out. I was like, I just failed out therapy. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> failed. I was like, I guess I'm going to go home now. <laughs> All right. Damn. Figure it out myself. Damn. And okay. then I started a show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. This part right here. The people close to us who use emotional blackmail are rarely individuals who wake up every morning saying, how can I destroy my victim? Rather, they are people for whom blackmail is the ticket to feeling safe and in charge. No matter how confident they look on the outside, blackmailers are operating out of high degrees of anxiety. But when they snap their fingers and we jump, for a moment, our blackmailers can feel powerful. Emotional blackmail becomes their defense against feeling hurt and afraid. I will co-sign that. I have actually, it took a really, really long time and a lot of anger uh, mm. to get to the point of realizing that I don't think it is their daily objective to like ruin someone else's life. I think these people, in, in my experiences, aren't happy with their own lives. Mm -hmm. And they, like I said before, it, it's a power struggle and it's about control. Yeah, I was going to say, or they're not in control. Yeah. They feel like they can't control anything. So if they can control one person, it makes them feel a little better. Right. And when they feel like threats are the only way that makes it work, I think it's almost like like panic or survival mode. Mm. And then when it doesn't, it just kind of like spins out from there. Yeah, I'd agree. Or it's even like, all right, the next part of this is actually looking a little bit at ourselves, right? Because okay. it's like, yeah. it takes two to tango. Absolutely. In, in the dance of blackmail. Yeah. And I think everyone can be honest with themselves and think about a time that they weren't getting what they wanted or say their life fell out of control and they did do something along the lines of emotional blackmail to someone else. For sure. Like a little bit. I think like I'll admit like, I mean, I can't think of many times, but it's like, oh, there's definitely been times it's like I was either hurt and kind of acted out in that way or just felt like 
like I'm losing everything today. Yeah. Like everything is just like, I'm, it's not a lucky day. And if this person could just do what I freaking want, that would make my day so much better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know I've definitely done it, I guess, professionally, which it sounds really bad, but like I, uh, it, I remember one of my jobs, I was really looking to get promoted and I was like, I need like x i need to know x y and z and like a a hard rubric of like how to get to the next level right and they just kept being like everyone's on their own journey and i was like that doesn't work for me like i need x y and z or i Mm. need to walk i need to look for other opportunities and like they stood their ground and didn't give me exactly what i was asking for so i had to walk but that is manipulation of like i'm gonna need this or that that's a great example i didn't even think about that and i've done that and I, but it's weird. I wouldn't necessarily think of it as a bad thing because I feel like that's a situation that you're also, it's like both people are blackmailing. Right. There's like empty promises on the company's end where they're like, oh, we value you so much and like yeah. all this praise and like, no, we see you moving up here. But then you're sitting there being like, but it's not happening. Right. So it is almost this like empty promise or this dangling carrot. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, I've, I've done that myself. I'm just like, uh, I'm at my wit's end here and I'm about to just walk out. Yeah, and, like, what's the line between standing up for yourself and being manipulative? Like, because yeah. at the time, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to shoot him straight mm. and say, like, this is why I need to succeed, and this is how, like, I learn, essentially. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have that, then I need to look for other opportunities because, I mean, I'm young in my career. Yeah. So, at, I don't know, just, like, at what point... I mean, I think it's being straight up if you're, if you're, it, it depends how you're saying it to them. Yeah. I think that's all what it comes down to is how are you communicating that thing? Cause yeah. I've had that too, where I'm like, I'm not getting any answers. Right. I'm asking questions. No one's giving me an answer. No one even knows who's in charge of giving me the answer. <laughs> that's a fun one. So I was like, yeah, at this point I'm kind of at my wits end. I can't afford to stay here anymore at this pay or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And just being like, yeah, uh, don't be surprised if I like, not even, I never said don't be surprised if I leave, but it's, that's kind of the tone of the conversation where you're just like, I'm very frustrated and I'm not happy. Oh, I've straight up said it. <laughs> and I'm not going to stay somewhere that I'm unhappy. Yeah. So sometimes you, I mean, with work, it kind of works. So yeah. I mean, I did not get promoted. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to bounce there. Like, it can, okay. but you also yeah. have to back it up right it's like all right apply to other stuff then yeah and then w- when i did leave they were like oh shit you were serious yeah like, right. yes uh-huh and i think i'm crying wolf yeah i'm not <laughs> uh oh. she's a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say now right okay so this part is the role we play it says blackmail takes two this is a transaction and our next step we'll be able to see what we as blackmail targets contribute Each of us brings into any relationship our own potent set of hot buttons, (laughs) our stored up resentments, regrets, insecurities, fears, angers. These are our soft spots, places that hurt when touch. Emotional blackmail can only operate when we let people know they've found our hot buttons and that we'll jump when they push them. I have a question. Mm -hmm. This, I feel like, can happen so, so much in romantic relationships because I think that we tend to bring a lot of the baggage from one relationship to another. Yep. So do you think this, like, we let ourselves almost become victims more as we get older and have less successful relationships? Um, In terms of, like, having more sensitive spots or, like, hot buttons? Yeah. Like, if we're uh, almost, like, creating opportunities for manipulation. Mm. I think the argument there would be 
you have to fully heal from past relationships. So like a big one Mm -hmm. is like trust per se. Yeah. So if someone you're with that you really love and you trust breaks your trust, you find it very hard to trust people going forward. Right. So I think the back end is like, that's a bit on you because it just said it's like they're only hot spots that the other person knows that they're hot spots. Yeah. And if you're acting out in whatever ways when they get touched. Yeah. So I would say that's one that's kind of on the, the person. Yeah, because I feel like you can kind of perpetuate manipulation. Like, I think trust is a great example mm-hmm. of, like, if you're not healed and you're, like, still bitter going into the next relationship and someone does something that kind of, like, sets off your spidey senses just a little bit. Yeah. And then you overreact, mm-hmm. then they're going to overreact to your reaction. Yep. And then it's just going to perpetuate from there that mm-hmm. it's, like, this really should have been a small thing and now you're both kind of manipulating each other. Yeah. And creating a lot more of a problem. Yeah, that would be that would be something I would be like, that's a specific thing you could talk to someone like a professional therapist about. Yeah. Of like, I'm having trouble getting over this thing from my past relationship. Yeah. And they could either help walk you through how should you communicate that to your partner? Because that's also a part of this emotional blackmail, right? Is letting them know what your sensitive spots are. Yes. And a good partner will know that, but not use it against you. Right. And that's where I have a lot of fear and vulnerability of almost being like, giving them ammunition in a way yeah it's showing your cards right yeah it's like i don't that's not how i play mm. that's not how you win yeah like this example of this hot spot uh with the friend i referenced earlier that i'm not friends with anymore she would often get very upset with me because she would try to push my buttons and i would not react <laughs> <laughs> i would specifically not react because i was like i know you want a fight right now yeah. and i'm not going to give you a fight right and the truth is what she was doing wouldn't really bother me but I was sitting there being like, oh, this is, you want a reaction from someone and that's why you're doing this. Yeah. And I would just act like nothing was happening or be kind of silent. And I kind of won though. You did. I Absolutely. did win. I was like, oh, okay, you can sit there, be mad all you want, throw a tantrum, do whatever. I'm chilling. <laughs> like, and did you also feel like it was a point to be like, okay, let other people see your colors? Yeah. I mean, I kind of was just like, I've seen this before. Yeah. The first time I was very like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? You're clearly upset. Let's talk about it. And it just became mm-hmm. a big like fight. And it was kind of that thing where I was like, oh, a lot of people get afraid of you in this situation and just want it to stop. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid. I was like, I've been yelled at my whole life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could take a yelling. I know to sit there and be quiet and wait till the yelling is done or the tantrum is done. <laughs> All right. I've babysat enough children that throw tantrums too that I'm like, oh, I'm a very I ignore tantrums person and it doesn't mm. bother me. See, when you're the youngest kid, you yell back. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Like my brother was the arguer. I was the I'll be quiet and just wait till the yelling's done. Middle child. And then my sister would be the one that would like frantically start like trying to fix her or cleaning or something you know what i mean like she would frantically be trying to help so that it would stop you know yeah but uh yeah i've been in situations like that where i was like oh this is ticking me off and uh i'm just not gonna let them see that right like i'm not gonna give you the satisfaction right uh which again it's just a communicating thing of their communication style was not my communication style whatsoever no definitely not and if you had already tried before to like fix the situation and you realize that it just gives them what they want it's like then the there's no value in even having a conversation with a person like that it's like no like fuck you dude well the biggest thing is i was sitting there being like what are you gonna threaten me yeah what are you what are you gonna threaten me not be my friend anymore all right cool i don't have to deal with this anymore yeah (laughs) so it's not really a threat at this point you know 
because that's the thing too of like whether it's romantic relationship or whatever it's like a lot of times it's like i said when things just like keep happening keep happening keep mm-hmm. happening it's like i hit my wall of i was like yeah i'm done i yeah. don't care it's exhausting i'm like walk away yeah do it um okay so here's where it's kind of the uh, self-focus here it says it's easy to focus on other people's behavior and to think that if they change things will be fine but what we really need to find is the commitment and courage to understand ourselves and to change the way we interact with would-be blackmailers. It's tough to acknowledge that through capitulating, we actually teach the blackmailer how to blackmail us. But the hard truth is this. Our compliance rewards the blackmailer, and every time we reward someone for a particular action, whether we realize it or not, we're letting them know in the strongest possible terms that they can do it again. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Pavlov's dogs. It is. You know? It's you're conditioning a response. Like, that's right. often... All right. Like, indirectly, my mom was a yeller. Okay? Okay. Not frequently. She had a very long fuse, mm-hmm. but then big bang. And then, though, we would move and do what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the time she would always be like, why does everyone do it when I yell? <laughs> and it's like, because nothing really happened until that point. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's when we're conditioned, like, oh, this is when she really means it. <laughs> yeah, this is when it's bad. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it is a Pavlov dog of like, okay, if I'm in a relationship and whenever I yell as an example, if I yell, that's when I get what I want. It's like, well, then why wouldn't I, you know, continue to go to that? And do it sooner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's going to save time. Oh, very true. You know? Yeah. Or the, I mean, you wrote a note here. It is, it, yeah, I said it's similar to going back to an abuser, and I think... Or a sh- cheater. Or a cheater, yeah. But I think that, you know, we kind of look at emotional blackmail almost, like, in its own little bucket, and we mm. think that these people, what they're doing, the severity is not that bad, and, you know, it's small scale, kind of like the small potato stuff. It's like, this is a form of emotional abuse, and I really it think is. that should be recognized because it's so mentally and emotionally draining, and I think, like, it can be very scarring (laughs) speaking Uh from experience it can absolutely be damaging to you and i think going back to this person you feel like they're the only person who can like make you valuable and so you keep going back to them because then when you do and you finally give in to them it is like that that rush of like validity and like showering you with affection Mm -hmm. and it's just it's incomparable to any other relationship Mm. and that is not healthy and that is not a true like real relationship yeah and we've all had it on a small scale that it's not necessarily bad right of think of like say you whatever going out with your partner and then you meet up with them after work and they had a really bad day at work Mm -hmm. and so they're in like a really bad mood Mm -hmm. and you're not and you're like i don't want this to ruin the night Mm -hmm. and so you kind of just cave to like whatever they want to do right situation because you're like i don't want to make them more upset or last time i said no to whatever thing they were pouty and i don't feel like dealing with that Mm -hmm. it's like on a small level it tends to happen but i think it's kind of a frequency thing yeah i do too and i think i I mean i think that's a really great real life example because i think there's times where like it can be a little bit positive like giving into that situation i do think is being a good partner because Mm -hmm. We're all going to have bad days. And when you're the one sitting there at the restaurant that's had a bad day, you're going to want the person to do that for you of just like go with the flow and don't be one more stop sign. Yeah. You know, and I think like that's when it, when it can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then that's also like it could contribute to the fog. Exactly. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. 
That's interesting. Uh, it actually talks about that right in the next part of the, the price you pay. The price we pay when we pr- repeatedly give in to emotional blackmail is enormous. The blackmailer's comments and behavior keep us feeling off balance, ashamed, and guilt-ridden. We know we need to change the situation, and we rep- repeatedly vow that we will, only to find ourselves outwitted or outmaneuvered or ambushed again. We begin to doubt our ability to keep promises to ourselves, and we lose confidence in our own effectiveness. Our sense of self-worth erodes. Perhaps worst of all, every time we capitulate to emotional blackmail, we lose content with our integrity, the inner compass that helps us determine what our values and behavior should be. When, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. I was just say uh, this in its worst form is then when that loss of integrity then gets used against you later on yes. of, well, this time you acted this way and did X, Y, and Z. And so then you're sort of on like this plank really of mm-hmm. just do what I say because you did this this time and obviously you don't stand for what you believe in. And so I think it can, I mean, in its worst form, like it can really just make you feel like a wet noodle of like, okay, I'm so yep. spineless. And that also just is obviously like, isn't true. It's like yeah. you're being manipulated and you're just, you feel like there's a gun to your head. So yeah, you, you lose all your confidence. Yeah. You lose all your confidence and you get blurred on your morals and your values, Mm -hmm. which really fucks with your head in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Like it makes you doubt all your decisions and your instincts. And the number one thing in relationships is you need to listen to your instincts and someone that's emotionally fucking with you is making you doubt every instinct that you've had. Yeah. And you know when it's really fun is when then the blackmailer like tells other people of like, okay, well they said this, but then they did this. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't mm. say you were going to take away everything unless I acted in a certain way. So then also to outsiders, you just look like basically like a child who doesn't know what they want. Yeah. And that gets mortifying because our relationships really don't happen in a silo. Like we're going to talk to other people about the things that are happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. So kind of like that playback by a manipulator really blows. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's something, there's a part in here that talks about one of the black male types mm-hmm. may, turns you to the child. Yes. There's one type that turns you into the adult and the parent mm-hmm. and taking care of them. And then the other one turns it to the child. Uh, yeah. I need to do what you say. Yeah. Oof. Ready? The final quote here? Yeah. When we live with emotional blackmail, it eats away at us and escalates until it puts our most important relationships and our whole sense of self-respect in jeopardy bingo baby Boom. yeah that's tough been there done that i'm Listen. gonna write the next book yeah <laughs> i was like that literally is just an intro there is so much in this yeah. book so the last note that we touched on early in the episode is more often however emotional blackmail is far more subtle and occurs in the context of a relationship where much is good and positive we know what the other person is like at his best and we let our memories of positive experiences overshadow our nagging feeling that something is wrong. Emotional blackmail creeps up on us, edging quietly over the line from normal, acceptable behavior into transactions that are first tinged, then permeated with elements that compromise our well-being. Oof. So, we're now at the first chapter. <laughs> yeah, chapter one. I was like, ooh, there's, uh, there's so much. We definitely yeah. have to come back to Absolutely. this book because there's a bunch of different little quizzes and things that we can do also. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of all that intro? I think it's absolutely spot on. 
I think after having gone through it, I, I don't know, like I, I sort of oscillate of, I am definitely very, very guarded now. And that's something that I'm trying not to be as much. Mm -hmm. And I think in future relationships, as I feel those beginnings of manipulation to like really take a moment and I identify them just, you know, with myself Mm -hmm. and then be able to communicate that of like, okay, this didn't make me feel good this made me feel like you're manipulating me because it it absolutely is something that builds over time and Mm -hmm. it just it happens so subtly and then all of a sudden all at once into Mm -hmm. a way that you're like how did we get here yeah or one of the big things it said we didn't talk about is it gave it gives like direct examples and stories in the book yeah that just like they'll shake you to your core if you're like i was in a similar situation and one is like someone kind of pushing the other one about like moving in together mm-hmm. and the person communicates like uh i'm just not really ready for that and blah 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 and instead of the other person like understanding their needs and being like oh that's okay if you're not ready then starts to use those like manipulative tactics of like well this this and this and like if you're not ready then maybe we should start seeing other people like yeah all those things and that's that's such a telling sign too of just like in your situation if you're like hey i'm feeling this way or this is making me anxious or this is like i'm feeling this way if you say to someone like i'm feeling this way and they're not their number one concern isn't just like helping you feel better then i just that's just not the relationship for you whether it's romantic or even friendship wise absolutely and i think too something that we didn't touch on but definitely will when we come back to this is watch what they do when you walk away or when yeah. you not even not even fully back away but like step back a little bit and if they're not coming back with like trying to make a resolution if it's still more attacking it's like mm-hmm. all this person cares about is controlling you and getting what they want in the end and not a compromise and that's that's not a relationship like that's yeah. a dictatorship mm-hmm. <laughs> or same with like um rejection yeah uh rejection and another big tip i got and this specifically was actually for like online dating was like Hey, if someone you don't know that well gets angry with you and annoyed with you of like you not doing exactly what they wanted, it's like major red flag. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, he's angry at a stranger? Like, yeah. why like why would that why would that not be with people they actually know? Yeah. No, like they have no walk. guard up of no. being on their best self. Right. That it's like, oh yeah, I see where this is going. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh yeah, this might be one of my new favorite books. Yeah, me too. It's a little deep, but I like it. Yeah. So. I might call Susan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find Susan. Yeah. Let's get her on the pod. Oh, it also says with Donna Fraser. Also Donna. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are, Donna. Yeah. Uh, You're killing it. <laughs> You're also doing okay. Yeah. You're on a number one New York Times bestseller. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, if you, anybody you have anybody has uh, suggestions for things you want us to talk about on the show, please send them our way. You could DM us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram and follow us there. We got a lot going on. And follow me. I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.